Welcome, everybody. It is time for Unsportsmanlike Commentary, the ultimate uh, podcast on football conversation. Are, are you okay, Tyler? That, yeah, you, you can't even deliver the fucking opening. Yeah, that was right brutal. Here. That was bad. That was bad. Gee, oh, whatever. Okay. Tyler's had, Tyler's had a rough day, so he is he is a bit tense right now. But anyway, this is Unsportsmanlike Commentary, and we are here to talk about football. We're going to give you guys our honest, unfiltered opinions about all the games that are going down in Week 9. So, Tyler, you want to get started on this? With what fucking game? Fuckface, let's go. All right, Broncos and Falcons. What the fuck kind of order you have this shit in? Okay. Uh, so, Atlanta is favored by... Four. Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad we have that one correct. Yes. That's awesome. <clears throat> I have the Falcons winning, but not covering. Okay, so you got Atlanta at under. Yes, I have Atlanta and uh, at under. Uh-huh. I think this is going to be a three-point win. You're talking about two teams that most feel like they both should be better than they are, but yeah, I, I think – at least when you're talking about the Broncos, you got to think more of that has to do with some of the injury bug they've been bitten with on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke missing a couple games, Cortland Sutton out for the year. Noah Fant missed a couple games. Um, but I, I like Atlanta's chances in this one. Um, their secondary play over the last couple of games has improved yes it has um a lot of that having to do with their pass rush improving by generating 20 of their 47 quarterback hits and six of their 13 sacks in their last three games so that pass rush is that pass rush excuse me is being is is able to create the pressure to force ill-timed throws cause mistakes at the quarterback position. It's also disrupting the running game for their opposed, the opposing offense. Um, and, and this is probably, this is probably the biggest reason why I have Atlanta winning, but I, I, this is really why I don't think the Broncos have a chance. Drew Locke is completing an NFL worst 58% of his passes and has the fifth highest off target percentage in the league. So he didn't just miss a few games. He's missed a few throws. So when you're talking about a pass rush that is starting to come together and what creates a good secondary is a dominant pass rush. Absolutely. um, I, I think it's, it's going to be close. I think the line is fair at four. Um, Mm -hmm. This is one of those games where I'm going to take the chances and say, because Atlanta hasn't really been great holding leads this year, as we've seen. Um, but I, I'll I'll take my chances at the under Atlanta covering by a field goal. Um, Calvin Ridley's his status is still kind of up in there. Um, some people in that organization expect him to go, even though not even logging. Any time, uh, any type of practice time this week, um, but he's not so much the 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 most focal point for that offense for Matt Ryan. 
um, Matt Ryan when he has Julio Jones on the field completely healthy. He has a total QBR of 89.3. But without Julio, his QBR drops to 45.1. Yeah, he so needs, Julio, he needs Julio. Julio is still the focal point of that offense. Absolutely. And Calvin Ridley is a huge part of it. Obviously, you look at his numbers through the first eight weeks. Um, he's Calvin Ridley is, is a top six, seven wide receiver in this league. Um, but Julio, it, it looked in question for the first couple of weeks. Like, oh, is Calvin really starting to really take over this offense? No, nah, Julio's still the guy for Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. Right. I think Julio is the more explosive, excuse me, uh, Calvin Ridley is more explosive, higher flo- uh, yeah. higher ceiling player. But at the end of the day, uh, the, their offense does run through Julio. Um, and on, honestly, that's probably what gets uh, Calvin Ridley some of these stats is because the defenses know that Atlanta is looking for Julio. They're going to cover him. Um, and, and they've been getting burned by, by Calvin Ridley when, when they pay too much attention to Julio. Um, I, I have Atlanta winning this one. I do think they cover, I, I do think the line is fair too. Um, and you know, the, the thing that I look at is uh, I'm looking at Drew Locke who has not played well, especially as of late. I look at the Falcons who have been playing better as of late. They're two and one over the last uh, three games. It's the, you know, the only two wins they have on the season. They've been, you know, they were terrible for the first five games. So I, I look at the Falcons as being uh, having the better momentum going into this one especially considering the play of Drew Locke, uh, their defense, like, like you said, one thing that you said that I really agreed with was that defensive pressure right on the, on the front seven is what really helps the secondary. And that couldn't be more true because you can have the, the best cornerbacks in the world. If you give the quarterback enough time, the receivers will get open. A quarterback will find them and they're going to get burned and they're going to look like ass. And it's not their fault because you can only cover a human being for so long. Eventually, right. if you try to fucking go out there and match them move by move, they will burn you at some point. You need to have pressure. And they're finally starting to get that. And against a quarterback like Drew Locke, who has been uh, erratic with his, with his throwing, I really do like the Falcons' chances in this one. I think they're going to win by probably around a six to seven, about, by, about a touchdown. But I do think the four-point uh, spread is fair, and I did consider taking them at under as well. I just think they have a little bit too much firepower for the Broncos. I'm going to take them out over. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking them at under, I, I could easily see the Falcons covering this, but I took them at the under mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, Atlanta has been really bad at holding leads mm-hmm. sure. and two, you and I are competing against each other when it comes to calling the winner and calling the, uh, the over unders. So I, I figured you would take Atlanta at, at, at over. So I, I, fuck it. I'll hedge my bets, take the under, see what happens. Cause if the Broncos win, I'm going to at least get a C. That's true. That's true. So let's go ahead and uh, move on to the bears and the Titans. Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite, which is somewhat surprising considering the fact that they've been like three point favorites against shit teams like the Texans. Uh, and then they come up to to a Bears team who, yeah, all right, Bears aren't great, but they're still five and three. Uh, they haven't. Tennessee has not gotten any love when it comes to the, the betting line, and for some reason, they're getting a decent amount of love this week. Is is? Are you taking them at over? Or are you taking them at under? I know I you're not ta- taking the Bears. I'm taking the Titans at over. Okay. Um, 
and, and there's a couple statistical stat lines that kind of pushed me in that direction. Um, Tennessee, you and I have talked about how, how, how like the Tennessee defense is not really anything special. Correct. They're dead last in they're dead last in the NFL in third down conversion rate on defense is 61.9%. So almost 62% of the time when, it, when an opposing offense gets to third down, they're going to convert against Tennessee. That's insane. The only thing that helps Tennessee mm-hmm. in that statistic is the fact that Chicago ranks 31st out of 32 teams. <laughs> right. In third down conversion <laughs> at 34.9. That's the only thing that helps them. Um, and something's uh, got to give there, right? One, like something's going to give. I, 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 is it, I, it can be the defense or the offense. We don't know, but something's going to give on that one. I believe the, it's going to give way in favor of Tennessee. Um, Chicago going into this, going into this game may be without four out of their five week one starters on the O line. Um, so that could pose a difficult day for David Montgomery and Nick Foles. Um, Nick Foles hasn't been anything fucking special for Chicago ever since replacing Trubisky outside of his miracle comeback against Atlanta, which Mm -hmm. it's Atlanta. So there's that. Right. I think this is a game where this this is a Derrick Henry dominant game. Derrick Henry is going to beat the shit out of this Bears. Who Bears defense? Who it's it, it, the Bears are top five defense, but it's going to it's 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 going to get to a point where Derrick Henry beats them down so much, they're going to be able to open that play action game. Um, I like the six and a half line. If it was a seven, I would take it. If it crept up to ten, I would. That's when I would start to question it. I, I like this line too, and. I also have the Titans covering, and one of the reasons why, and I know you mentioned the Bears have a top five defense, and and they do. However, that top five defense has gotten their uh, pos- like defensive ranking based on overall, which includes the pass game. They are very average at stopping the run. Tennessee is very, very above average at running, right? And that is a bad matchup for the for the bears and not only that when you go to the other side of the ball you're talking about third down conversions and i said something's got to give and i agree with you i think it will be the defense against the offense because the bears offense has looked so terrible really all year just completely dysfunctional their o-line is hurting yeah I, i i think that i think this line is actually very fair because I see the Titans winning by around seven points, maybe 10. I don't know. But I think six and a half did maybe, did give me a reason for pause. I definitely consider taking the Titans at under. But, but given everything that we see in here, this is not going to be a game where the Bears defense is going to be dominant because Tennessee can dominate you by running the ball. They scored a yes. touchdown last week, 72-yard drive, eight runs, yeah, eight rushes. They don't need to pass the ball. Which is where the Bears excel. They get pressure on the quarterback. They force bad throws or they force throws to their really good secondary. Well, guess what? Their secondary and their pass rush isn't going to get that much opportunity to change the game because Derrick Henry is going to be dominating the rock. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're on the same page on this one. 
Uh, let's go ahead and move to the next game. Uh, unless there's there anything else you wanted to add about the Bears no. and Titans. No, no, I'm good on this one. So I got I got the Panthers and the Chiefs. Another tough line for me. Kansas City, 10 and a half points. Are you waiting for me to talk? I am waiting for you to talk, yes. All right, you just kind of stopped. So uh, I have the Chiefs covering in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City is averaging 39 points in the last two games. That Panthers defense is nothing special. especially Their passing defense isn't bad, but their run defense is just bleeding away yards. But when and you Kansas look at – Kansas City can run. Well, they didn't do it so much last week, but they can run. Yeah, they can. And – when you're looking at Carolina, like <clears throat> they got, they kind of got away with it last week because Calvin Ridley left the game. But when you're talking about like last week when the Panthers faced the Falcons and you've got like two predominant wide receiving options for the Falcons, it's really well, when, when Julio and Calvin Ridley are out there, those are the two that are going to get the ball 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at the Chiefs. Like Julio still ate last week, even after Cal- Calvin Ridley went out. You look at Chiefs. You can get burnt by five, six different dudes. Right. I mean, you still got those two predominant guys in the in the uh, passing game, and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. But after that, it's still filthy. The talent they got. They got Sammy Watkins, McCauley Hardman. It's they're Pringle. so deep. Well, right, Pringle, fucking, fucking I Pringle. Heard- I hear I hear that chip ass name come in right. like once every two weeks, you know. Fucking, right. uh, you, you you still have to worry about fucking, um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. Correct. The the Panthers are gonna have a little too much on defense to fucking handle. Someone is going to burn. No matter which way they try to cover it, they're going to get burnt. Right. And, and it's and- in Kansas City. Yes, it's it's the weather conditions are supposed to be fair, a little windy. But if there's anybody who can figure that shit out, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I I agree. And you also you look at the Chiefs having had like kind of like a practice tune up game last week against the Jets. I feel like they have a lot of rhythm going into this one. You know what I mean? Um, It's going to be really tough for the Panthers to stop them. I wouldn't be shocked to see this game fall under. 10 points you know the Panthers have been a resilient team they've been a scrappy team I I wouldn't be shocked if this game uh was a little closer than the line but I'm not gonna bet that I'm I would definitely bet the over Uh, I'm taking Kansas City to cover and it sounds like you are as well well you look at Mahomes who we've talked about in our Mm -hmm. fantasy segments um how he's been kind of lackluster as a fantasy option for as to where he's been drafted, you look at him from just a a mere NFL standpoint. Mm -hmm. He has 21 touchdowns and only one interception this season. Mm -hmm. The highest touchdown pass count with no more than one interception through eight games in NFL history. So even while he's been average to his standards, uh, he's still breaking records. Um, he, he has the, uh, a certain. He has an awareness of the game that's just uncanny. 
it's 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 not even fair and and, uh, one of the bigger questions going into this week is christian mccaffrey coming back expected to be activated off the uh the ior my biggest question for you Mm -hmm. um do you expect him to be on a snap count coming through this week, given that while the Panthers aren't mathematically out of the playoffs and it is only halfway through the season and Mike Davis has proven almost just as effective as Christian McCaffrey, do you yeah. think they're going to go full send with McCaffrey in this game or no, I don't. Put him on some type of a pitch count? No, I don't. And I'll, I'll back that up because someone in our league in our money league, dropped mike davis and i swooped him right up like i don't i don't see mike davis having the same fantasy value anymore but i definitely don't think they're going to just go away from because christian mccaffrey as talented as amazing as he is you do not want him to get re-injured like that's true you got to think about more than just this season i absolutely if i'm the panthers i have i have christian mccaffrey on a snap count for at least the next couple of weeks yeah at least if not the rest of the season what are they playing for? You know, like a uh, first at best, at best uh, a wild card buy or a wild card loss. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't see the Panthers making any real noise this year. They've done better than expected. Teddy Bridgewater has played well. Mike Davis has done a great job in the absence of Christian McCaffrey up until this point. There's no reason to take your, your true, truly unique talent that you have on that team and subject him to to injury in the second half of the season. No, I abs- I I absolutely agree with you and when we do our fantasy rankings tomorrow <clears throat> it's going to reflect because you know, McCaffrey's, you know, oh oh Christian McCaffrey's back. Everybody watch out, he's back into the top 5 6 fucking pre- consensus consensus rankings. He's not in mine. Um, and I agree with that. I think he's actually going to be like top 10 because I could see them, you know, getting, getting into the, to the red zone and they're like, Hey, let's, let's give McCaffrey a little bit of love. Let's get, let's see if we can get him a score. And I can see him hitting, hitting pay dirt, but he's not going to have this massive volume game that we're used to seeing out of Christian McCaffrey. Just like a slight spoiler for the next episode. I have McCaffrey at 11. Um, I, I but for the same reasons, for everything you just said, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be on a pitch count, but I do believe he may not have the yardage he's supposed to have to, but I, I could easily see him having a two, one to three yard fucking score. Right. Like hit right. paid or like remind everyone like, Hey, this is the face of our franchise. He's back. He's back. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then, and then like reel him a little back in because for what you just said, like, right. yeah. What are we playing for? We're not winning. We're certainly not winning this division. And we're not we're not really in a, we're we're not in a shot for the most part for a playoff spot even with the expanded playoffs. Um, no, I absolutely agree. Um, we both have the Chiefs at over. Watch, watch him get two hundred yards and three touchdowns, right? <laughs> oh sure, I mean, right. You know, you never like, know. Like, like, like oh, if, if, if you if you have McCaffrey. If you've been holding on to him this long, yeah, do you, you have play to him. start him? Yeah, absolutely. You have to start absolutely. Him. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You have to. And if you're playing against McCaffrey, you got to be a little bit nervous. You know what yeah, I mean? You like, gotta, yeah. you got to be liking <laughs> it. You, you got to be liking what he and I are talking about. Right. Bit. But 
but deep down inside you're like i don't know i don't know all right let's go ahead and move on to the next game we got two more before we hit our break and the next game is gonna be the lions and the vikings i i had a hard time finding the line on this one i i had to look around i actually had to go to a vegas website minnesota favored by four okay that's what i have okay uh so where, where are you on this one i have the vikings covering yeah i i do too yeah it's, it's a horrible matchup for Detroit. Well, it's not just that, but Stafford got put on the COVID list. Right. I mean, Stafford, it does look like, from what I've read, it's more than likely he will play, but he's questionable currently. Galladay is out. Uh, and then, but, but forget that. Forget that. The Lions are a bad rushing defense. The yes, Vikings yeah. have this guy named Dalvin Cook, who happens to be yeah. the most explosive running back in the mm-hmm. league right now. This is if so you're a I'm, Dalvin Cook fantasy owner, you are loving this matchup. I'm not even like I'm not even gonna cover any Dalvin Cook type of shit <clears throat> because we all know what kind of stud that dude is. You just showed it again last week. Oh my god. So we, we, we talked about Stafford. He is questionable to play, even if he continues to test negative mm-hmm. up until Sunday, there's still a question as to whether he the league's gonna let him play or not. Right. Um, and if you're a, a fucking Lions fan, you sure as shit better hope he fucking plays because your team is five and 22 with anyone other than Stafford at quarterback since he got drafted. Yes. Uh, yes. Five and 22. Yes. The, the Lions have not been a great team with Stafford, <clears throat> but you, you need to understand the Lions would be an absolute trash team without him. Yeah. He is the only thing keeping that team somewhat relevant throughout the season. And then you talk, you, like you flip it over, you flip it over to the Minnesota Vikings. We all know that Dalvin cooks a fucking dog. Like right. that dude when healthy is a top three running back in the league. I'll say three. <clears throat> I agree. I think that he has the, the, the highest ceiling of any running back in the league Sure, because his explosive Derrick Henry has not had that game that he had last week. No, where he right. accounts for every single touchdown in the game. No, right. That, that's that 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 him and like Aaron Jones are the only two guys in the league. Maybe Alvin Kamara, who can put up that kind of of a stat line. Um, but you know, Dalvin yeah. Cook's going to hit it more often than the other two guys are. You're absolutely right. But you look at the dude who's handing the ball off mm-hmm. to Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. There's not a whole lot good to say about Kirk Cousins. He's very average, and he, he he hasn't been great when when the spotlight's on him. But against Matt Patricia's defense, he has yet to have a game where his completion percentage is under seventy percent. Right, Kirk the Cousins. The Lions have struggled against the Vikings in, in general. I, th- this was a very even if Stafford plays, I still have the Vikings covering. Even and, if Stafford and, and Galladay play, I have the Vikings covering. Galladay's already been ruled out. Correct. So, but no, I, I'm I I do agree with you. Um, if, I, if Stafford doesn't play and this line moved to like ten, I would still take it. Yeah. For- this seems like one of the more easy money bets this week. Sure. As yeah. far as I can tell. Um, that, you know, the thing about Kirk Cousins, 
as as bad as he's played, he doesn't. He, they can win this game with ten throws. He can have ten ten uh, pass yeah. attempts, and they can win this game between yeah. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. They can just hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. Occasional screen pass here, screen pass there. That they do not need to to make this a game that Kirk Cousins has has to win for them. Right. Um, yeah. You know. The, the only thing the Lions have, have somewhat going for them is they have mildly resurrected their run game compared to seasons past. But yeah. even then, sure, this is a, this is going to be a stretch. There's a, it's a big stretch to make an argument for the Lions in this one. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, even the, the stretches they've made in their run game, they, yeah. no, Minnesota is going to cover. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So we're going to finish this current segment with what may be the most exciting game of the week. <laughs> Let me guess. You're talking about the fucking Giants and the Washington football team. Absolutely. I am. Yes. It is a two and a half point line in favor of the Washington football team. Uh, you said two and a half, two and a half. Actually, no, that doesn't change. Never mind. I got I got the Washington football team covering. I also have the fucking Washington football team covering. Why not? I I, I had the when I did my shit this afternoon, the line was at one in favor of Washington, two and a half. Yeah, no. G- give me the football team. Mm-hmm. And kind of, dude. I kind of want to see one of these two teams <laughs> win the division. You know what I mean? Just because fuck the Eagles and fuck the Cowboys. Let's see one of these two shithole teams win the division. (laughs) I'm pulling. I'm actually pulling for the football team because of the absurd name that they go by. Like you couldn't even be kind of creative to come up with anything other than the football team. (laughs) Even on short term notice, just just name an animal, fuckface. Like the Washington. There was like a month too between when they were like, "We're gonna drop the Redskins name. We're gonna go to a different name," and they chose the football. They had a month or so to think about this. The football team, man, they got some creative people in their marketing department Dude, over there. <laughs> um, getting into this game, though. <clears throat> so Daniel Jones, as a starter, is four and sixteen. Mm-hmm. He's three and zero against Washington, though. Right? Yeah. Yes, he is. One and sixteen against everybody else. And the Giants are uh, one in seven on the season, correct? Yes. And yeah. that one win Came was against, against the football Washington. team. But do I? I can't look at this and be like, "Yeah, they're going to beat them twice." That the last game was so close. It was one point. It was decided by one point, right? And uh, so in their weeks, in their week six meeting, right? The I can't even. I have to say Washington because I can't say football team. Washington (laughs) held Daniel Jones to only 112 passing yards, Mm -hmm. but allowed he did rush for 74 yards. So, I mean that game was decided by one point. Daniel Jones has already shown the only person that can stop him when he's running is himself. Right. <laughs> I do. I remember, I remember in the first meeting when we, I think week six was actually like the first or second week we started doing this podcast. We started in week, week four, week four was our very first week. We did okay. This. Yeah. So, and I remember 
talking about the the rushing yards per game how uh-huh. like washington was second worst and the giants were the worst mm-hmm. <clears throat> washington has the third lowest offensive yards per game average in the nfl at 292.7 yards a game <clears throat> the giants Average the second lowest offensive yards per game at 291.8. Wow. Again, this is a battle of the slum lords. Who's who's the lowest? I'm actually kind of um oh, fuck, dude. I, I can't I think it was Jacksonville. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. I'm pretty hold on. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I've got this shit pulled up here. Where is it? Okay, well, while you're looking that up, I'm, it's I'll the get, Jets. Sorry, it's, it's the Jets. The, oh yeah, no, I'm, I, Jets. I, I, yeah, yeah. Duh. They start with they both start with Jays. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing necessarily the Giants have in their favor um, is that Washington, as a team, holds the second worst QBR this season at 41. Um, but Washington has a very disruptive front four they can get to the goddamn quarterback and i know daniel jones almost beat tom brady um it's not convincing enough i'm gonna take washington in this game to cover yeah and it will vault them squarely into the race for the playoffs (laughs) at this point i got (laughs) it really will (laughs) at this point i have washington winning that goddamn division (laughs) I can't even like be mad at that prediction. Like it's like, if you're, if you're a Washington football team fan, you came into the season with no expectations. And the fact that your team is like one and a half games out of being number one in your division at midway through the season, despite how bad they've been has to have you thrilled. You should not feel good. You you shouldn't because every team in, in your goddamn division has a losing record. Sure. But <laughs> it's more fun when everyone else, when you suck, and everyone else is good. That that's that's the worst. But when you suck and everyone else right? sucks, it's not so bad, right? For a football for a fan. No. Yeah. No. Oh. No, because you've got two completely opposite divisions in the NFC. Sure. You've got the NFC East, sure. where the, uh, the 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 Eagles are at what two five and one uh, are I think leading three four and one. Excuse me. Yeah. But yeah. then you look at Get your shit right. You look at the 49ers who are in fourth place in the NFC West have a better record than the team who's in first place in the NFC East. Correct. You should not feel good about that. Right. The, the Niners would, would have not only a winning record, but a clear path to the playoffs if they were playing in this division. Well, I mean, they'd host at least. With half their team, with half their team on IR or some other form of not playing. Yeah, they they they, they I mean they they'd at least host a, a playoff game. I guess. Right. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that wraps it up for this segment. Tyler, any last words? No. Um I'm I'm super there's one game. I'm actually there's a couple games in this next segment I'm really looking forward to 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 talking to you about. Um, okay. One in particular, I want to see where you have the Pittsburgh and Dallas line. Is it, it's it's at fourteen, right? Fourteen and a half. Pit. Fourteen and a half. It, yeah, it was at fourteen when I did my shit. I want to know where you have this game. I well, really, I'm super excited. Well, uh, everyone, stick around uh, for the next segment, and you'll find out.
Welcome back, everybody. Next up, we are going to be talking about the Texans and the Jaguars. Houston, currently a seven-point favorite. Are they going to cover, yes or no, Tyler? Yes, they are. Yeah, yes, yes, they are. They absolutely are. Yes. I mean, Jacksonville is starting rookie quarterback, uh Jake Lutton. Yeah. A sixth-round pick who hasn't taken a game snap. Since the 23rd of November, 2019, when he was still playing for Oregon State. And then, let's be honest, Oregon State is an ass college. And I say that, well, like, I say that very, very sincerely as an Oregon Duck fan. With that, Oregon very, State is trash. With, that with that very understated Oregon shirt you have on right yes, now. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. No, this yeah. is an Oregon Duck shirt, my friend. Yeah, Ducks. you, you your tits look great, you fat you fuck. Thank you. Um, Thank you. No, I, I. this is a game where I, I think Houston is going to dial up the pressure at the quarterback position. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. They, Houston yeah. averages 12 blitzes a game. That number could – I could easily see that number double. Uh-huh. Um, I, I still I, – I see this being a, a good day at least fantasy perspective wise, the only, I think the only hand in that Jacksonville offense that I would consider starting starting this week. Uh, I told you the slur game would the starter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I told you, I warned you before beforehand, the slur game would be present in the second half. Um, no, I, 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 the only, the only person I would consider starting for Jacksonville would be James Robinson. I think he still would has enough volume to put up his RB2 numbers. Um, How many ice cubes are in your beverage right now? Five. Okay, I, we can hear all of them. Oh, can you? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, no. Look, the, the Texans have one win this season. And it was against the Jaguars, and it was by a lot by a lot more than seven. The game, yeah, was kind of close, but the Texans were clearly the better team. And that was when the Jags were starting Gardner Minshew. And now we got a, a six-round rookie quarterback. Who who the fuck knows what's gonna happen there? The Texans are easily the best one in six team in the league. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not much of an accomplishment, but still, it's like not. They they have the most talent out of any one in six team. I go as far as to say any 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 two and six or two and five team as well. Like they are not a. I don't know if their record accurately reflects the, the talent they have, and by that I mean Deshaun Watson and Will, Will Fuller. But I. I don't see any reason. The Jags have done absolutely nothing to make to convince me that this game is going to be closer than the last time they played each other. Um, no. And my next two points will strictly be um, fantasy perspective wise, um, and both in favor of Houston. So Houston, when they started the, the, the first time these teams met up, as you pointed out, Gardner Minshew was the starting quarterback. That was the best fantasy defensive special teams turnout they had. They've had up to this point in the season. Mm-hmm. 
Now coming in, they're facing a, a rookie quarterback who hasn't taken a snap in damn near a year in 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 real game football. Correct. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I <laughs> I picked up Houston in both of my leagues to start them over in our money league. I started them over Chicago, and then in our work league. I started them over Baltimore. Oh. No, I mean, Baltimore. Chicago one, I get the Baltimore one. That's I Baltimore mean, is going to put up points. Or, I'm sorry, Indianapolis is going to put up points. I mean, sure, but Baltimore is going to get to Phillip Rivers. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm not saying Baltimore is going to shut them out, but they're going to cause enough disruption to get points. Wow. But I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. The, the Texans are going to blitz heavy. They're going to get to that quarterback. They're going to force him – to to make bad throws he's gonna get sacked probably gonna get a sack fumble at some point i yeah i i like houston's upside way more than baltimore's floor against indianapolis and philip rivers um but then you also talk about the houston passing game will fuller is he's no question no doubt he he, you are starting him every week Mm -hmm. outside of that the houston passing game if, if, if you just it's it's been suspect through most yeah. of the season Brandon Cooks he's had moments right he's had moments over the last three games he is just one of three wide receivers to have at least seven catches in the past three games another Oregon State product by the way Brandon Cooks if you if you take into account over where he's finished and average it over the last three weeks, he's been mm-hmm. a wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. So I, I, give me every bit of Brandon Cooks this week. Um, I think this is this is easily another fucking game that he could he could absolutely eat in. Um, especially when you're looking at uh, a Houston offense where most of the attention is going to go to Will Fuller, much like it is every other week, but you're talking about a Jaguars defense that isn't that great. Right. right. Uh, that, I mean, honestly, let's be real. The Jaguars defense is bad, and they're going to have a hard enough time trying to figure out a game plan for Will Fuller. Plus, you got a guy like Deshaun Watson who does command the defense's attention both in the passing game and in the run game. You, you can't – when you have to spy a quarterback – that means that you can't allocate as many defensive backs or as many linebackers to the receivers, which means that you at best can double one of them. You cannot double their top two receivers when you have to spy a guy like Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. And last point I got on this game is a little bit of a little bit of a history on Jake Luton, Lutton, whatever the fuck his Lutton. name is. Yeah, sure. Um, in his last season at Oregon State, he threw for 28 touchdowns and three interceptions, which was the fifth best touchdown interception ratio in the FBS. Yeah. So there's that. Sure. But I do not see him having a good day tomorrow I, or Sunday. He's going to get his ass ate the fuck up. Texans are covering. Right. And do you know what the Oregon State record was that year as a team? Mm-mm. Me neither, but it was asked because they haven't won more than like three games in like 10 years. I mean, they, they suck for, for a oh, very long time. So okay. let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Um, Raiders and Chargers. 
Now, I believe when you looked at this one, the Chargers are favored by one. Yes. Currently, the line is even. Uh, so it really is a coin flip. I have the Raiders. I also have the Raiders winning this game. Yeah, it's <clears throat> look, it's it, this was tough. The, I, the, the line is very fair. This was a very tough one to predict. The Chargers are not a, a horrible team given their record. You look at the record is deceiving. The Raiders are not as good as their record might indicate. But at the end of the day, I look at these two teams and I look at, all right, which team has been better at closing out games? And without question, it's been the Raiders because the Chargers have been ahead in so many games and they don't know how to finish a fourth quarter. And, you know, part of that is Justin Herbert because he is still making rookie mistakes. Part of that is the defense that has underwhelmed. And like you mentioned last week, they are they are definitely missing the presence of Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't go away from the Raiders in this one just because their ability to close out games is better than the Chargers. I do think it's going to be a close game. I think the Raiders will, will, will finish out ahead. So going back to – their secondary missing Derwin James and the, the effects of what that has had on that secondary. Mm-hmm. The chargers are going to be missing Joey Bosa this week. He's out. Yeah. Um, and that is great news yeah. for Derek Carr and that Raiders O-line that just held miles Garrett to no sacks. Um, Derek Carr should have, more than enough time in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just and it, it, you mentioned it like the Chargers, and I stated it on on the lat on the last podcast that I gave I I, I was. Oh, and it looks like we have some technical. Oh, there it is. All right, oh, we sorry. were having some technical difficulties, so we, we missed out on what you said there. Apologies. I So what I was saying was I was okay with Herbert mm-hmm. losing in overtime to Mahomes and Breeze mm-hmm. and a, 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 a fourth quarter comeback to Brady. Mm-hmm. Last week was just unacceptable for offensive and defensive side of the ball for the Chargers. That – you should not be getting your shit run up by, by Drew Locke. No fucking way. Um, I think the Raiders as a whole, when you're looking at top to bottom, are the better team. When you're looking at who's in, who's out. Um, Joey Bosa missing out of that pass rush. That's one less person to get after Derek Carr. And that, Raiders O line that hasn't been great, but has been able to be good in enough. No longer has to worry about one of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've got the Raiders. When I had the Raiders, that the, the original line that I had it at was Chargers minus one. No, I, I got the Raiders winning this one. I do too. And you know, one one thing I'm going to throw out there on a, from a fantasy perspective is I think that, and you kind of hit on this earlier, I think that Derek Carr is going to be a fantasy sleeper this week because I do agree that he is going to have time 
And Derek Carr, as much as his reputation is to, to dink and dunk and throw the short passes, right, he's starting to get chemistry with Henry Ruggs, who was a very explosive playmaker. Yep. He has Darren Waller, who is yep. a very explosive tight end. He's going to have time to find those guys, right? When, when, when you don't have time in the pocket, you look at the first guy. If he's not there, you go to like the second guy. If he's not there, you look at the third guy and you just throw it, right? Like, And it's not like you're taking time to do this. You're doing this bam, bam, bam. Right when you have time in the pocket, you can watch the first guy, and if he's not there, you can wait a second, just long enough to see is he going to open up? Is he going to is he going to get that separation? And I do see the Chargers having a hard time getting to Derek Carr in the pocket and giving him enough time to make those decisions and make those throws. So I like Derek. Look, I mean, let's be honest. Justin uh, Justin Herbert, I think, is also going to have a nice game. Again, he's a very solid fantasy option, but he's probably not available in your league. The guy that probably is available in your league is Derek Carr. And if you need to stream a quarterback, I got Derek Carr as the guy to stream this week. Yeah, you, you talk about Justin Herbert as a as a fantasy option. He's got four straight games with at least 21 fantasy points, and I don't see that streak ending this week. No. Um, no. Start him uh, if you have him. Start him. Ab- absolutely. absolutely. That, that, that Raiders defense has been worse against the rush than the pass, but I could see this being a, a high scoring game. Um, my money's just on the Raiders to be able to close it out because they are more whole mm-hmm. healthy on the defensive side of the ball than the chargers are. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. It's time for the game that you were looking so much forward to in the last segment, Ooh, the Steelers. And the Cowboys, Steelers are 14 and a half. And I will tell you who I have. I want to hear who you have first. Well, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't – it's not about who we have because we should both have the Steelers winning this. Okay, all right. You want to hear if I think they're going to win and cover or, or yeah. not? Okay, all right. I had a hard time. I had a hard time picking this one. And the reason being is that this is like the the most uh, cliche setup for a hangover game you could have in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are trashed right now. The Steelers just came back from a huge win last week against the Ravens. There is no reason to believe that the that the Cowboys have a chance at getting the Steelers to not cover this line. Except that they might get the hangover, right? But I still have the Steelers covering. I'm sorry. I, I do. I got the Steelers covering. I do. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> because I have Steelers not covering. Hey, all right. Okay. Here's why. Okay. The Steelers are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Yes. They right. are they are in my opinion the best. They're due top, for a bad game. They're they're my best in my opinion they're the best top to bottom constructed constructed team in the NFL. Okay. Sure. I have no problem with that statement. But in most games they've gone up big early and then in the second half 
mm-hmm. teams have been able to score points and make it close. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think I, I, but at 14 and a half, I could easily see this be a 14 point game for the Steelers and boom, your boy covers. I, I, I just, I see this being more of a Steelers going into this with their, their C effort because they just got the big right? win. No, it's the, the hangover, right? It's, uh, Right. I'm, but, I'm taking but, but them to cover. I do not have them cover at 14. No, I have them. I would easily take them at 10 and that's it. Plus it's not Ben DiNucci starting. It's right. either going to be Cooper rush. Who was the, the, the backup behind Dak for a for, for two years, or it's going to be, uh, I, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, that gives you confidence. Hold on. No, I'll be able to, I'll be able to find it right now. Um, no, I won't because, uh, yep, nope, never mind. <laughs> yeah, he was the Texas long. I'm, I'm very afraid of him. <laughs> I th- uh, I, uh, honestly, oh. I, it, it, me, it, my personal opinion, they're going to go with Cooper Rush because he has familiarity in that offense. Um, but, but yeah, like it's 14 for the Chiefs. Yeah, for the Steelers, eh, because they've they haven't shown that they can they can really hold teams off in the second half. Like they can hold them off and still win, but they're not going to hold them off from scoring garbage time points. I mean, like I, you're not wrong. Here, here's another aspect too. Um, Zeke Elliott is currently questionable for this game. Yep. Uh, he has a, supposedly some kind of hamstring injury. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he he's look, he's probably the most marquee, star player whether or not you think he's the best player on that team currently he's the biggest name on that team right now and when you see teams that are expected to do well in a season significantly underachieve and you get to a point where it's clear they're not going to meet those uh, expectations they start to shut down certain players right and i think you might start to see that with zeke if he's available in your league pick up tony pollard pick up tony pollard because of the Cowboys side, they're not going to play Zeke anymore. Tony Pollard's going to be the guy, and he's a he's a very uh, very good football player. Um, I just I look at the Dallas Cowboys, and they have given me so little faith. So you're right. Everything you said about the Steelers is correct. There is nothing you said about the Steelers that is wrong. They have had a hard time blowing teams away this year. They're the dominant team in most games, but they're not putting teams away as far as like the fourth quarter, they're going to go ahead and throw out Ben Roethlisberger's uh, backup quarterback. No, they're not doing that because the games are staying too close. But the Cowboys on the other hand have not given us any reason to have faith in them since stack went down. Not that they, we had much faith in them before. <sighs> I don't know. I could it's, easily see this being like, like a 21 point, lead at half and then fucking Cooper rush leads a couple of scoring drives in the second half and makes it a 10 point game. And that's where it ends. I could easily see that shit. Like yeah. I could also just as easily see the Steelers blowing this out by like 28 points. I, I just, I mean, I, I know how disappointed you've been with Zeke. So I looked at this line and I looked at this game going, he's going to take the Steelers it over. I'm going to take the Steelers under, 
the Steelers are going to win. I have no question about that. They're going to, they are going to improve at eight. No, it's just at what point line are they going to do it at? Right. I, and again, I struggled with this line because, because man, Vegas is doing a good job this week of making these lines hard to, to guess because I, I, I get your argument for the under. I really sure. do. Um, I just, I just have so little faith in the Cowboys right now. And yeah, me, me, dude, yeah. me too. Like I do. Do you understand? It's like betting the jets at this point. Like, like, do you think I want to take the fucking cowboy or the Steelers at the under? No, because, but it's a big line. It's whenever you have a line that big, it is, it is tempting to take the under no matter how bad the matchup. But see, like this is, I think this is legitimately the first time through this podcast that I've taken a big line at the under. Most times I've taken yeah. the big line at the under, given it's based on who is playing who, like Kansas City against the Jets. Yeah, dude, give me the under or the, give me the over because the Jets. Like that's my that's it. That's the end of my explanation. They're horrible. But I yeah, I we'll see, dude. I don't know. I, I think the Steelers are gonna are gonna let the Cowboys creep in a little bit into that second half. It's it's certainly a possibility. Uh well let's let's go ahead and move on to the next game, which is a much closer line by 10 points, in fact, and that is the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Uh, the Dolphins have been one of the surprise teams this year. They are 4-3. and three. I don't think any of us expected them to be 4-3 and three at this point in the season. No. They just came off of a very uh, surprising win against the Rams. Not that it was a surprise they won against the Rams because we could all see the Rams losing because, let's be real, the Rams don't exactly dominate in the way they, they should from week to week. But I don't How think any of us saw it. them – I don't think any of us saw them losing like that. It's how they won the game. That right. was most surprising. Right. Uh, so, Dolphins, Cardinals, Arizona's favored by four and a half. How are you calling this one? Why am I always the first one to fucking make my call? It's always me. Do you want, do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Do you want me to go first? Sure. All right. I'll go first. So, this is one I had to dig into a little bit. I have Arizona covering. Okay. And let me give you the biggest reason why. So the Dolphins are four and three. Okay. Here are the quarterbacks that they have, they have beaten. Don't, don't give me that look. Let me, let me break it down. I swear to God. Go Jared, ahead. Jared Goff, right? I can't remember if it was Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco, but one of those two guys when they played the Jets. Sam, yeah. No, it was – It was. I think it was Flacco. Yep. Jimmy G. No, he did not beat – no. Okay, they beat the Niners. The Niners playing Jimmy G, all right? So, like, that, that's a quarterback that they beat, okay? Um, Gardner Minshew. That's four. That's the four wins. All right. Here's that their losses. Four, yes. yeah, okay. Here's their losses. All right. They lost to Cam Newton. They lost to, they lost to Josh Allen. Um, and they lost to Russell Wilson. Okay. Now, what do all the teams that lost and what do all the teams that win have in common? Winning records? 
No. Rams had a winning record. They lost the I'm Dolphins. sorry. I'm, I'm barely listening at this point. Wow. Wow. Look, here's the point. Here's the point. The Dolphins have not been able to win against mobile quarterbacks. They have struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, with the exception being Gardner Minshew, but he, that, that's the Jaguars, and then Jaguars are just ass. Okay. They beat, they, they didn't. They lost to Cam Newton. They lost to Josh Allen. They lost, they lost to Russell Wilson. They have had a hard time beating mobile quarterbacks. And guess what? Guess what the Cardinals have? They have one of the most mobile quarterbacks <laughs> in the league in Kyler. And Kyler, like, I don't see a path. I don't see a path for the Dolphins to win this one or to cover. I just don't. You don't. I don't. I take the really? Cardinals. I take the really? Cardinals over. You don't, you don't see I don't. a path. I do not. Kyler Murray is going to give them fits. Kyler Murray is going to give them fits. It's it's funny because I actually agree with you. I was just – I got the Cardinals covering, dude. (laughs) I was just trying to – you see see what it's like to have a friend try and fucking raise your blood pressure for absolutely no reason, and then they end up – yeah, no. It's not fun, is it? (laughs) I, I had a good time. I'm good. Yeah, whatever. You were you damn near punched a hole through your desk. Um yeah, I'm not this is Tua's first real start. I'm not counting the game against the LA Rams last week. You can't throw for 93 yards and a touchdown, sure, but count that but you, you your your team put up twenty-eight. It's look, it's you got to ask the question are our good defenses sustainable? Sure, are scoring defenses sustainable? Not like not really. The, no. the Dolphins defense and special teams scored, let's go ahead and say three touchdowns. Technically, it was only two, but they they got forced a turnover and brought it all the way to the one. Yeah. All, all, all two had to do was hand the ball off, right? Um, they essentially yeah. scored three touchdowns. That is not sustainable. And plus, you're talking about a Cardinals team that's five and two, coming off a bye week after they just beat Seattle, handing yeah. them their first loss. Um, and I mean, given like I could see this going either way, really, with that line ah. because the, no, no, because the Cardinals have beaten a good team, and this we're not even just talking about this last year. Going into into this year, but like going back to last year, like they beat a good team and then they regress for a week or two because they beat the 49ers who were fully healthy in week one mm-hmm. and then dropped. Well, games. They, they were still fully healthy as well as healthy as they would have been this season. They still had some pretty marquee injuries coming into the year. Bosa was still there, D Ford was still there, Sherm was still there. Yeah, like yeah, they were missing Debo, but. Kittle, Garoppolo, Mostert, like that was the healthiest this team has been. And they beat that team. And then they dropped games to Carolina to the Detroit Lions and the Carolina Panthers. But which all right, but I mean <clears throat> Carolina yes, neither Carolina or the or the Lions are great teams, but they're also not horrible teams, right? The the, the Lions are three and four. They had one of the hardest uh schedules in the first five games of the season. The Panthers have been four and three outperforming expectations. Well, let, let's not act like 
the Cardinals have lost to like some some trash teams. It's not like they lost to the Jets or the or the you know the Giants or any other team from New York. Or <laughs> like, man, if you're a New York fan, you have one win <laughs> with two I mean, teams. One win, two teams. I mean, like you're 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 talking about a team that should not be losing to a Detroit. They they shouldn't to no they shouldn't be and like Kyler Murray is a capable and athletic enough of a quarterback where he shouldn't be losing to a Carolina bad defense or a Detroit Detroit's bad defense and they caught they forced him into a lot of mistakes in those games. You and I agree. Mm-hmm. We have Arizona winning and covering. I will not be shocked. If this is a Kyler Murray shit the bed type of game, though, I won't. And yeah. I, but, but but that's me mm-hmm. taking. I'm taking Kyler Murray to win this game, though. I'm taking Kyler Murray to win this game and to be uh, a top five uh, fantasy play because I, I think that the Dolphins have are have struggled this year the most against mobile quarterbacks. They, I think they I have simply five. they simply have have yeah. I mean that that's fair. They simply haven't got the job done. They made Cam Newton look really good, deceptively good, to the point where we all thought for you know a little while Cam Newton was going to do something this year, which obviously is not going to happen. But that's how bad the Dolphins were at covering a mobile quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen, for all the struggles he's had recently, guess what he didn't do against Miami? Struggle. He played really well against them. So He didn't do that great against the Jets. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, but that's that's the point. Dolphins have struggled against mobile quarterbacks. They're going to continue to struggle this week. I don't see any reason to believe otherwise. Um, but hey, we both agree. Carolina, uh, the the Arizona Cardinals are going to cover this one. Let's go ahead and move on to the next. Patriots at the Jets. All right, I went ahead and took the liberty of going first. So why don't you go? I, I think you're trying to act like the screen froze on me here, but I knew it didn't. Your light was flickering a little too much in the background. Oh, you're, you're so smart. I am. Patriots at the Jets. New England favored by eight. And. Oh, they're favored by eight now. Oh, yeah, they're so... favored by eight. Okay. Does that change anything for you? No. <laughs> I mean, like, dude. <laughs> I think we're going to be in agreement on this one. Yeah, the fucking Pats are going to cover. I. Dude, this is this is the Monday night game. That is that is a crime. This is the Monday night football game. Like it should be the Thursday night game, if anything. This you know should what I mean? not. This should this should be the blackout game. This should not be televised. <laughs> this this should be on some. This should be live on some fucking like hacked Facebook live mom recording from the stands type of broadcast. <laughs> this is horrible. It is. It is. And look, it, it's hard to take the Jets at any line to, to cover, not not to win, but to cover any line that's in single digits. It, it really is. I can't. Dude. The Patriots still haven't given us much reason for optimism. For that reason, it was somewhat hard to pick. Like, there's there's no question who's winning the game. The question is, are the Patriots going to actually put away the Jets? I think they are. 
but the Patriots have kind of sucked. Do you have them at the over? Yes, I have them at the over. Okay, thank God, because this is not one of those games that I'd want to fucking lose on, on the... Dude, I, I don't fucking... What is there even to talk about in this game? You've got two pretty bad quarterbacks in pretty bad offensive schemes. I, 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 I'm really sorry, listeners. I, I'm, I'm grasping at straws. Like you, you, you heard me spout off stats <laughs> for, for all the games before. I got nothing, dude. I got nothing. These are, it's, it is, 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 is truly a thing to see for someone who coming up, the Patriots were the dominant team in the NFC East. And then you're talking about, oh, the two worst teams in the NFC East are playing on Monday Night Football in 2020, and it's the Patriots and the Jets. Like, the Jets have been to two AFC Championship games in my lifetime. The Patriots have won multiple Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. The Bills haven't. Uh -uh. The Dolphins haven't. And those are two the two predominant teams in the AFC East right now. It's it's yeah, Patriots it over. I if you want to talk, fucking talk. I ha, I I don't know what the fuck else to do with this game right now. So as a Bills fan, I just want to say, fuck the Jets, fuck the Patriots. I hate them both. I got the Patriots covering, but fuck them. Let's move on. Saints and Bucks. Four and a half point line in favor of Tampa Bay. This looks like a good game to me. I, I, I'm taking Tampa Bay at the under because I really think this could be a uh, field goal type game. I, I could see the Saints winning this one. I almost took this as my upset pick of the week. I did not. Do you have no. Tampa Bay at over? What line do you have? Four and a half. That's what I have. And I have the Bucks covering. <clears throat> so why is that? You're looking at a team. The Bucks and the Saints faced off in New Orleans in week one. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady looked horrible in that game. Mm-hmm. I think this is – you're not only talking about – like Chris Godwin is questionable to play. And honestly, even if he does, if he doesn't, Antonio Brown's playing. So you're going to have – if Chris Godwin plays and you have a, a, a wide receiver three set of Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Good fucking luck. Good luck. Good luck stopping that offense. Um, I mean, okay, but how much faith can you have in a guy that hasn't played in a year and a half, essentially? Mm. I mean, Antonio Brown, talented as he may be, is he going to come out in his first game, first action in, in that long of time and really put up numbers, really be that much of a threat? I, I, have, a, I have a bit of a hard time seeing that. Especially if Godwin plays, then yes, I, I could see that. Because if Godwin and Evans are both – Evans is active, but if Godwin's active, mm-hmm. then Antonio Brown's going to be playing a lot of his shit out of the slot. 
Oh yeah, I could. And 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 Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown, loves him. I'm not talking just in the passing game. No, he loves him. That's his. That's his. That's his, that that's his boyfriend. Like yeah. he loves Antonio Brown. That's why even I mean, with he didn't have he didn't look. You say that, but it's not like they had that much time together in New England. No, they had one game. Right. He had four catches for like 80 yards and a touchdown, something along those lines. 57 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. So, even way worse the yardage. Okay. I, uh, the Saints, since that week one victory against the Bucks, have gotten worse. The Bucks have gotten better. But the Saints should be, and I'm going to say this in quote asterisks. Should be getting back Michael Thomas this week. They should be. Should it's been should, should for the last. It three has not weeks. been should. It has not. It's been maybe. It's been possibly. It has not been should. No. Last week he practiced the entire week and didn't fucking play. Yes, but it was not a should. Like no one, the coaching staff never said he should play. The coaching staff has said he should play this week. So do you have the Saints winning this game? No, but I do have them covering the line. Tampa Bay at under is where I got him. No, it's for the amount of sh- for the amount of fucking Saint Dick you're throwing down your throat, you should be fucking taking them to win. I, I said Michael Thomas is playing. What? what, no, what no, no, I'm, I'm not throwing. I'm, what? What? I'm throwing all the. I think offensive- you understand what I don't think you understand what taking dick in your throat means. I'm, I'm throwing the offensive pieces for the Bucks, and you're throwing opposition at that alone. I'm not even talking about how good Tampa Bay is on the defensive side of the ball, as to how the Saints aren't. On the defensive side of the ball. Oh, hold on there. The Saints are not slouches defensively. They're certainly not the number two defense in the NFL. Certainly not. Certainly not. But they've been very effective in certain assets of the game on the defensive side. All right. They're they're not like you're going to just roll over them. Especially Tampa Bay has had has had some tough stretches offensively. Tampa Bay is a team that can get into a rut. They're, they're not immune to that type of shit. Yeah, and you know I, when they did I that? do have Tampa Bay winning this game. I do. But I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to come down to a touchdown. Tampa Bay got in their ruts last week on Monday Night Football against the Giants. That shit is not going to happen again against the Saints. Who beat them in week one? That shit, it's not going to happen. It's going to be at least a seven-point victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, I agree that Tampa Bay is going to win. This is a little bit of a revenge game for them, right? I mean, no one likes to be upstaged in week one. That was Tom Brady's, like, you know, obviously grand showing. He ends up throwing a pick six in that one. Tampa Bay is going to look a lot better against the Saints than they did in week one. But I haven't seen enough of them to believe they're going to go from erasing a double-digit deficit to winning by more than a field goal. I have them winning by a field goal, and I'm I'm standing firm on that. Okay. I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good about my picks. I'm feeling a lot better about my picks as opposed to last week because you, know, you and I don't differ as much on who's going to win what, but we, we have some differentials in the, the over-unders. Well, this yeah, week. on the lines, yeah. I like uh, it. Yeah, no, I like it too. 
Uh, I feel good about my picks too. So, you know, that's, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to the recap. I'm looking forward to the recap. We'll see how this goes. It's going to be a very fun Sunday. Ah, I love football. Fuck. I love football. All right. It's time. Yeah. No, I just, I just like literally all over the keyboard. I just everywhere. Uh, It is time. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't understand. Uh, well, well, then I'm not going to explain it to you because it's probably you should because I think our, to your to your sensitive ears. No, because I think our listeners are are wondering what's getting splattered all over your keyboard. <laughs> Who said anything about splattering? How do how do you know that term? We said it's all over my keyboard, so I just uh, figured I'm going to give my listeners more credit than you are. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this segment yeah, up. It is let, time you, for you, the you, upset picks. It is time for the upset picks. I am so excited. You're taking. Uh, we have two you, games left. We have two games left. Let's see who takes who. That's coming up next in the following segment. Stick around. Take. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for our upset picks of the week. And Tyler, do you want to do your pick first or do you want to do no, my pick first? Go first. Oh, okay. All right. First. Okay. Okay. Uh, so first pick of the week for me, and yes, I'm being a little bit of a homer here. I, I will fully admit it. Not even a little, I'm being a raging homer. Absolutely. Seahawks and the bills. Seahawks are favored by three. I am taking Buffalo. No, I am. I'm taking Buffalo. Okay, I, I that was a great case you made for Thank you. why Buffalo is going to win this game. Okay, so here we go. Okay, right. go ahead. Here's the case. Okay, here's the case. Look, uh, the, first of all, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not scared shitless of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, like what they bring on the offensive side of the ball. It's a lot. It's it's a ton. It's uh, yeah. Oof. This is gonna be a high scoring game, but at the same time, the Seahawks are gonna have a little bit of a hard time moving the ball against the Bills secondary. They're gonna they're gonna find success. They're gonna find success. But the Bills have some very nice players in that secondary, and the Seahawks as bad as they are defensively are going to give Josh Allen the perfect opportunity to have a bounce back game. And Josh Allen can be a bit of a hot or cold player, but when he's hot, he's just as good as anyone in this league. He can play just as well as anybody in this league. They've sure. finally rediscovered the running game last week with Zach Moss. The the Seahawks secondary has had a hard time stop, uh, stopping receivers, and Stephon Diggs has been among the most consistent players in the league this this season. They have John Brown back. I feel like the Bills are going to pull off the upset. They're going to win. I do think it's going to be close. I I really do. But I'm going to go ahead and give the Bills the edge in this one. And you know what? If I have no other reason, I'm a Bills fan, and I got. Fuck it. I'm taking them. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the case I will make for you, mm-hmm. even though this team giving up this amount of yards is 
six and one. Seattle's giving up a monumental 358.7 passing yards per game. No team in the NFL has allowed an average of 300 yards per game through an entire season. Um, I could easily see Seattle doing this. Buffalo, over the last four games, has averaged 210.5 yards passing. Correct. You're talking about a, a hot or cold Josh Allen. Yes, absolutely. Because he's had 400 and 300 yard passing games to start mm. the season, and he has been cold ever since. Sure, hot and cold means it's it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. Well, it was up, and then it's been super down. Yep. So if there's any week to yes. correct this for Josh Allen, this it is, is the week. week. Yeah, <clears throat> but. I don't think Seattle's going to have as hard of a time as you project, project them to have moving the ball against your secondary. You got to you, you have to account for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf has been a beast. A beast. And Tyler Tyler Lockett he, again, he's been he's been kind of hot and cold as well. Um, but when he's been hot, I mean, he had a two, two weeks ago, we had a 200 plus yard. I think it was, was it two or three touchdowns? It was 200 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Tyler Lockett shows he can, he can still punish defenses. Yeah. It's look, I agree. The Seahawks are going to have a a good game. Um, Here's, here's a stat that I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, you focus on one, the other one's going to burn you. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are the first pair of wide receivers in the NFL, in NFL history, with 500 yards receiving and seven receiving touchdowns in their team's first seven games. They're both, they're both over 500 yards receiving and both have seven receiving touchdowns. Proving you shut down one. The other one is going to hurt you. I, I and, and and I agree with you. I think this is a huge week for Stephon Diggs. I, I I think I he I think I have met four in my wide receiver rankings. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's going to be a huge week for him. And I think um, John Brown, John Brown is going to have like underrated look here. Sleeper pick John Brown, who has been a bit of a disappointment this season, coming off injury. Against the Seattle secondary, he's going to find his spots. I'm sorry. I just – when you look at Seattle mm-hmm. and look at how many yards their team gives up, mm-hmm. but then look at their record. Right. I have a hard time picking against Seattle, and especially Seattle coming off of their first loss against Arizona. I've got Seattle winning. I have Seattle covering. I'm sorry. I know this is a this is more of a homer pick for you. I I, I almost sure. feel like if you weren't a Bills fan, you would probably lean a little more towards Seattle. I can see the argument for both teams. Um, I just watching what DK did. Yeah. D- I, I'm sorry. DK is DK is such a beast. And look, this is no disrespect to the Seahawks, who have an incredible team this season, an incredible offense. Russell Wilson, too. Like, I have 
nothing but the highest levels of respect for Russell Wilson and what he does. He is a transcendent quarterback. And I, I really do believe that you can make the argument. He is the best quarterback in the league right now. I really do oh, yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, 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 we always talk about Patrick Mahomes, right. Um, but Russell Wilson with the level of experience he has and the way he has simply willed this team to be amazing and uh, make, make, like make no mistake about it. The reason why Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are as good as they are. I mean, they're both great players on their own, but the reason they're as good as they are is because of Russell Wilson. Like let's, let's, let's be very frank about that. Russell Wilson is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. And as a bills fan, I am terrified of Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I say I, I have nothing but the highest respect for the Seahawks offense of what they can do. Their defense. We all know that that's not where it needs to be, but the, the offense has been good enough to cover for that. All right. The question is you're playing as a bills team who has the capability to play very well offensively, but hasn't done it consistently, but they do have a much substantially better defense than the Seahawks do. So the question is who's going, who's going to play better the Seahawks defense or the bills offense. I do think this is more of a coin flip type of a game than anything else. And obviously having a stake involved in this one, I'm going to pick the coin flip that comes up with my team side on it. I, I, I really think this is a great opportunity for Josh Allen to get his game back on track. Um, I like, I like this as a game for Don Brown coming back. I like this as a game for Zach Moss and Devin Singletary to continue their battle for who's going to be the top back in that backfield. Although I think, I think right now we, we should, I mean, it should be Zach Moss. It, it really should be. If it's not Zach Moss, then I don't know. It should be Zach Moss. Um, I get, I get picking the Seahawks in this one. I really do. But we got to have an upset pick, and this is mine. Sure, and, and like like I said, I understand both sides. I understand your reasoning, even even as a Bills fan. I understand picking the Bills in this. I understand that the Bills as a defense are better mm-hmm. than Seattle, and this is up to this point is the best defense that the Seahawks have faced. Right. Um. I just, dude. The Seahawks struggled a little bit against the Miami defense uh, back in, like, what was it, like week three or something? Russell Wilson has got to give me a reason to bet against him. Sure. I, I, and, I can respect and, that. And, I mean, and, and this is a guy who picked the 49ers to beat him a week ago. You've got to give me a reason because the way I look at it, when you break it down, and you look at, I would say the the rushing attacks for both teams are pretty equal. Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Devin Singletary slash Zach Moss. I'd say they're equal. Chris Carson's probably like the best back out of the three, yes. but the other two can can somewhat replicate what he can do. You look at. The the wide receiver game. Stephon Diggs is a clear cut number one. DK Metcalf is a clear number one. Yeah. But when you're looking at Buffalo, who fills that number two predominant role? Like on a week in, week out basis. 
right? It's it's, it's going to be between Cole Beasley and, and and John Brown, but neither of them are going to compare or compete. Sure, against Tyler Lockett. Sure, Tyler it, Lockett. Oh yeah, it's a huge question mark, which makes me lean a little bit a little bit more towards Seattle, and uh, I don't. This may be. I could. I. I'm. There's a part of me that could easily see the Bills winning this game. It's just this may be a little bit more of a homer pick for me, being a fan of a team that's in the NFC West that has seen Seattle destroy opponents that are uh, superior to them on on different levels. I, I just give me give me Russell Wilson pretty much every week in week out until he proves to me that it's time to start betting against him. That's a fair take. I can't even. I can't even be mad at that. Uh, do you see this being the game of the week as far as the the most interesting matchup, the closest matchup? No, no. What, I, I what's your it. game of the what's, what's your must watch game of the week? Um, if it's not going to be the Seahawks and Bills, which I think is up there, mm-hmm. it would be my upset pick. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and throw up the Raiders and Chargers in this one. Raiders and Chargers, uh, great. I mean, great obviously, bet. like the, not the high, as high as stakes because the, the teams aren't obviously in the same battle for playoff positioning as these two teams are. But like, what a great matchup the the Raiders and the Chargers are. I, I'm I'm very excited for that game. Sure, and I, I mean, you could also make the case for the, the Saints and the Bucks based yeah. off of yes. The, yes. The, yes. the 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 Week One matchup that they had. Right. Um, right. Outside of that, there's not really any other games that are fiercely competitive when you look at them on paper. Uh, Giants and the Washington football team. If you're considering them the game of the week when they're the three and four team in the NFC least, you're laughing because you know you're you're acting a goddamn fool right now. I am. I am. I am. Uh, All right. So we spent enough time on my upset pick of the week. I have Buffalo upsetting the Seahawks. You have the Seahawks. Do you have them covering? It's three points. Yes. I'm guessing you do. I'm yes. guessing you do. All right. Yes, I do. Okay. So <laughs> let's go on to the next game. It's the, the last game of the week, the one we have not talked about yet, and that is the Ravens at the Colts. Baltimore favored by three. And obviously we know where Tyler's going with this one. Colts is who you got. Give me the Colts at the over. <clears throat> okay. Well, to cover. <clears throat> I mean, that means they lose by two or less. Right. Well, but if I sure. – You want them yeah. to win. You're picking them to win. Yes, the Colts are – They're going to win the game. Yes. Okay. When you look at Baltimore over the last couple of weeks, I mean, meaning excluding the, the smackdown they laid on the Browns in week one. Yes. The Ravens – Lead the NFL. They have the number one rushing attack, just again, just like they did last year in the NFL, uh, averaging 178.7 yards per game. Mm-hmm. The Colts defense is the second stingiest defense in the league, giving up an average of 79.9 yards per game Okay. on the ground. Okay. Yeah. What? When you're looking at that Baltimore team, especially over the last two or three weeks, mm-hmm. what has been the hugest disappointment 
in that offense. It's been their passing game. Absolutely. And more or less, it has been Lamar Jackson. Enough teams, especially like you look at the Steelers. The Steelers are a better team than the Colts overall. The Steelers, I mean, the Colts can look at that game footage and go, make Lamar Jackson uncomfortable enough. Not so much to where you're sending seven people at him every other down. Make him uncomfortable enough to where he can't get out of the pocket and run and force him in, into mistakes. I truly believe. And, and the Colts, I'm not the Colts, the the Ravens can get it done on the ground. They can get it done through J.K. Dobbins, who looked really good last week in his first career start. Sure. With, Gus Edwards, too, didn't, didn't do too shabby. I mean, Gus sure. Edwards had, I think, 14 carries for 87 yards and, and a score. Uh, Dobbins, I think Dobbins got over 100, didn't he? Yeah, he did. No, yeah. He, I think he had like 112. He looked really good in, in a game against a really good, a really good, a truly excellent front seven. Yes. Yeah, Correct. but who's who's better at stopping the run than the Steelers? The Colts. Take that rushing game away from Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. You are going to force Lamar Jackson into uncomfortable situations. When Lamar Jackson's uncomfortable, he makes really bad decisions. We saw it last year in the playoffs. We've seen it so far through this year. It's it's the reason they – I mean, it's the reason they're 5-2. Like, we all expected this team at the end of the last year to be the, 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 the dynamic Super Bowl contender, especially with all the free, free, agent, free agent acquisitions they brought in, right, right. whether through free agency, the trade, or bringing J.K. Dobbins in and uh, uh, Queen the – the, the linebacker, whoever the fuck. Uh, yeah, Patrick McQueen. Patrick McQueen, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been yeah. solid. But the, the Ravens, I look at the Ravens the same way I look at like the Chicago Bears. You got a great defense, but your offense is suspect as shit. No matter who you have on that side of the ball, give me the, the Colts will move the ball enough. Mm-hmm. They know how to score. They knew how to score with their second and third string running back after, after benching Jonathan Taylor last week. Mm-hmm. Give me, yeah, give me the Colts winning this game, and it moves me to zero and two in our bet over the Ravens over the next five, which means they only have to lose one more game for me to win that. When did, when did we make this bet? Like I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what when exactly was this bet made? Was, was it on air? Yes, it was over a podcast. Okay, we got to find the podcast because I'm not. I I remember making the bet. I don't remember exactly the week that we made it, but but we'll we'll get into that on another time. So you you made some compelling arguments for the Colts uh, to upset the the Ravens. And 
I, I disagree, though, with the final result. The reason being is that the Colts offensively have struggled with a, a couple of things. But actually, before I get to that, I'm going to say that for later. Before I get to that, the Colts have been a good defense, but they've had lapses too. All right. And this includes their game against the Bengals, where they gave up. I mean, only 98 yards rushing, which doesn't sound that bad, but they gave up three rushing touchdowns and they gave up 313 yards passing. I do believe that the, the Ravens, as good as they are rushing, can exploit that defense in the run game. That They are going to get two to three yards, to, excuse me, two to three rushing touchdowns this game. The question is, can the Colts deliver on offense enough to overcome that? And I don't think they can. The Colts, the, the Colts have not been a great offensive team this season. Jonathan Taylor has struggled. He has struggled as the number one back. With Marlon Mack going down, you would think he would have a better season than this. He should be, he should be given the opportunity he's had, he should be in the running and the top five for rookie of the year, at least on the offensive side. But he's not. Part of that's because other plays, other players have done very well. Part of that's because he has not taken advantage of the opportunities that he's had. Naheem Hines has come in and gotten a great, a, a, a decent production, at least on a couple of games. He's been inconsistent, right? Wilkins, we saw him get, well, it was over 20 rush attempts last week, right? The Ravens have had one of the most dominant defenses when it comes to forcing turnovers and getting pressure on the quarterback. Phillip Rivers is not a mobile quarterback. He is the quarterback. The second he feels a hand on his shoulder pads goes down, right? He's not going to be the guy that's going to be able to scramble. He's not like Carson Wentz. If you get a shoulder, like if you grab onto his sleeve, he's going to try to ru- like rustle his way out of there and, and throw the ball away or throw the ball to a receiver, right? Phillip Rivers is not that guy anymore. He, if he feels any kind of pressure on him, he's going down. The Ravens are going to get sacks. The Ravens are going to force interceptions. The Ravens are going to force Phillip Rivers into a lot of, I believe a lot of mistakes this game. Not not everyone's gonna not every one of those mistakes is gonna lead to a turnover, but it is going to lead to a lot of situations where the Colts are playing behind the downs and they're gonna be looking at third and longs. And third and longs against this Ravens defense is a very bad situation to be in. Um it's not so much that faith in the Ravens especially offensively, because you're right. You were 100% right when you say that the Ravens have regressed offensively, especially with the play of Lamar Jackson. I I am not going to argue that one bit. But the Colts have not shown me enough consistently on offense for me to say, yeah, they're going to burn this Ravens defense. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Ravens defense is going to have a very good day against the Colts defense. And I know that you mentioned that you were starting – which defense was it? Houston. Houston defense. I really like the Ravens defense in this one. I think the Ravens defense is going to be a top three fantasy play on the defensive side this week. I've got them as a bust on the defense side of the ball. 
Sorry. Right. Phillip Rivers isn't great, but <clears throat> the Colts' defense is great enough to give them enough opportunities to score. And I, I agree with you that like the Baltimore defense is a, is a top tier defense in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson isn't producing at a high enough level that isn't keeping them off the field enough. That's what allow. That is what is allowing subpar teams to make games competitive in the second half. I don't care if it's garbage time, if they're pulling it within one score. That means, guess what? They turned it into. They no longer. It's no longer garbage time. They turned it into. Oh shit! This is a real game again. Um. I just. I, I'm benching. If, I mean, if you got Houston, come on. If you have Houston against a rookie quarterback against a, a, a demoralizing franchise that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, the matchup is great for, for Houston. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. I agree with that. How are you not taking them over Baltimore right now? Against- because Baltimore destroys slow quarterbacks. They absolutely destroy slow quarterbacks. Like, Ben Roethlisberger did beat Baltimore last week, but let's not act like Baltimore did not give him a run for his money. They absolutely did. Baltimore was in that game. Baltimore was in that game because of the defense. They didn't give him a run for his money until the second half. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. We're, we're, we'll, have, we'll have to look at the stats on that. We'll you, on that. you and I are at disagreements like we're going to be with our upset picks, and that's fine. Um, you've got the Bills beating the Seahawks, which, I mean, the Bills barely beat the Jets without a touchdown, so I don't really understand. Um, and, I, and I've got the Colts with the better defense beating the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Colts barely beat the Bengals, but I, I don't understand. So, all right, let's – two can play that game. Okie dokie. All right. Well. <laughs> I, I think that this is going to be a really a really fun week. Um, this is like, – like you said, we, we, we have a lot of similar picks – we, we don't agree on some of the lines. And I think it's going to be a week where the upset picks could very well decided. be. The, yeah, could be the, yeah. the determining factor. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, 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 I think you're correct. Um, I got to be honest because, I mean, I wasn't at work today and apparently neither were you, which is not a super surprise. I had – some appointments I had to take care of. Uh, right. Of course you did. Yep. But you, you and I didn't, didn't re- haven't even the last couple of weeks, we haven't really gotten to discuss NFL football at work. Like we usually do, yeah. which was what led us to this podcast. Correct. Um, Correct. Which makes me, I'm, I'm, I'm actually super intrigued to see where your, your fantasy picks lie. At, at each position mm. um, because I think I think you and I will be pretty close on quarterbacks 
I think there will be some a little discrepancies towards the bottom half of our wide receiver rankings. I think our wide receiver rankings in general might be a little bit off. I don't know. I I, I think I, you saying that I I maybe actually gives me a little bit of faith that they might be a little bit closer than advertised. Yeah. All right. Because you say that, and every week you and I have been off going down the bottom half. Uh, I'll let you know that I don't have John Brown in my top 20, if you have yours. Um, we'll have to wait until tomorrow to find out. I'm not going to tell that you. Means, that means I'm not going to tell you. That means John Brown is in his top 20. I will not tell you. He just told you, everybody. I and did not. I he's did wrong. not. Nope, I did not. Okay. Well. But anyway, everyone, is... thank you for listening. This has been fun. It always is. It always. I. I always have a great time. Do you have a good? Do you have a good time doing this shit? I do. This yeah. is. This is. I, I love being able to seclude myself. Talk about football. Like football, football season my fa- is my favorite time of year. Like, it absolutely is. Drinking beer, watching football, talking shit, playing fantasy football. Like, this is my favorite shit. And, you know, who knows? A year talking from football now, and talking shit. It doesn't get much better than that. Who knows? A year from now, you could be a principal and I could be. A sergeant somewhere else, <laughs> meaning an E5, because, you know, yeah. who knows? For those of you who haven't figured it out yet, uh, Tyler and I both both work in the Army, if you haven't, haven't fucking figured that shit out yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we are, both act, we are both active duty military, stationed out of Fort Riley. He has been in for, like, I don't know, like 97 minutes collectively. <laughs> <clears throat> no, and you've been in for like 97 years and we're st- still the same rank that's that's the most impressive part we're the oh we're the same God. rank that's that's the amazing thing <laughs> he's he, dc's been in for about three years i've been in for about nine and uh yeah no we we we, we work together and we share the same love of football we do um and, and we both love to talk shit, even though when he talks shit about work, it's completely unmerited. So there's that. You know, the funny thing is, when I got to the current duty station, you were the one that picked me up, right? You remember that? You were the one that picked me up and, and took me to our company. And it was like, we didn't know each other. We didn't know shit about each other. It was like, for, for half that car ride, it was a super awkward, car, like, super awkward interaction and then we started talking about fantasy football and, and that's when we realized oh shit there there's something there about football we fucking we love football we fucking love football yeah and i was like who is this old fossil starting terry bradshaw quarterback how old is this fucking guy <laughs> it was joe naismith all right let's let's get it let's get your facts straight <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. So, look, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, at Unsport Comments. Again, at Unsport Comment. You can catch our podcast on multiple platforms. That includes Spotify. That includes Apple Podcast, Anchor, 
uh, th- there's a shit ton of them out there. Radio Public, yes. fucking Breaker, yeah. some. I don't care. Yeah. So follow us, please. Well, say uh, you don't care. I mean, I do care. care. Yeah, I do care. I mean, we I care. We I mean, care. No, we care. Like, I'm not particular to which one you follow us on, but follow us on something, right? Let us know. And the best part is, if like some of these, uh, some of these podcast apps, you can like listen to us at like three times the speed. Or like yeah. half the speed, and we just sound fucking crazy. Just run through it. If you don't like it, just run through it. I mean, yeah. just get, I mean, we we're we're not in this for the money because we like talking football. But at the same time, if money is a possibility, just run through it, man. Help a brother out, dude. Run through it. Help a veteran. <laughs> you are. The last motherfucker who should be asking for that shit. You're right. No, look, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, all right, uh, I'm going to be upfront right now. I've never deployed to a combat zone, so I am, I am, You've I barely am been not, to the field, am, bitch. Look, I, I love our country. I love our military. In all seriousness, do find a real veteran cause to support because that really is a good thing to do. There are a lot yes. of veterans. There are a lot of real heroes out there. Do find something to support. Um, veteran suicide is a big thing out there. Uh, 22 veterans. Uh, is it? I think it's per day, right? 22 veterans die per day from suicide. That's a great cause to support. Uh, find, find something. Support the troops because there's a lot of great troops out there. A lot of great guys out there who are defending our nation. Um, and, and they really do deserve your support. So, uh, But anyways, thank you for listening. Tyler, any last words? Yes, if you have, if you're even thinking about supporting this podcast and you're questioning your decision, support the Wounded Warrior Project. It, send your money that way. Like me yeah. and DC, we collect paychecks either way. And we love doing this for fucking free right now. Anyways, if if your money is going to go anywhere, put it to those people. For real. Yes, yes. There's, uh, look, there, there's so many great veterans out there who who have been in, in combat zones and they are struggling to get the the help and, and support they need uh, from the afflictions and, and what they faced out there. And, and really is, I mean, look, so many people in the military field are such great people. Give them support. They really deserve it. Um, especially the ones that have been afflicted by, by combat wounds who are afflicted by um, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's, you know, the list goes on and on. Those are the organizations that need your support. So we'll go ahead and give it out to them. So sorry for, sorry for, we got off topic there for a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, it's still football, but Hey, it's, it's our country too. And we love our country. 22 a day is 22 too many. Absolutely. Cheers, DC. Cheers. See you tomorrow. All right. You take care, Tyler.